are recording with the first ever live stream of Tommy's podcast, episode 1058, on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, at 6 or 1 p.m. Eastern time. Well, I would say go find it on Rumble, but this is streaming on Rumble with uh, Siraj Hajmi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, who... Uh, <clears throat> I told beforehand is going to be the uh, the old hooker that I normally am. When I have on a guest that is, uh, they seem a little nervous. I tell them just pretend I'm an old, I'm an old wrinkled hooker. And don't worry, baby, I'll do all the work. You just sit back, relax. Your money's good. And so I am now, uh, I'm now transferring my my STD riddle title to you, and you are going to guide me along my first podcast. But my friend, please introduce yourself. Uh, that is the most. Th- Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Awful, generous introduction you've ever given. And I just have to say, this is the most action I've received in years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, guys. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm Siraj Hashmi, uh, co-host and one half of the Habibi Bros. You can catch me and my co-host Jay Mujahi Kobe on Rumble every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. East. And then... That's every Wednesday. And then on Thursdays, we do the list stream, uh, 9, 9.30 p.m. East as well. Uh, it's funny because I, I, I usually say 9.30 p.m. East-ish because it's part of the brand to be late to everything. So to get right into it, do you think Greta Thunberg has fetal alcohol syndrome? I'm banned from Twitter. You're not. <laughs> and I looked at your Twitter and I saw that picture where she... Do, do, did you ever see that you know the world of warcraft with a uh, south park you know that one yeah where the fat guy's sitting and that you know when cartman gets fat and it pans to him and he, you know he's laying in the chair and he's like man Hat packets that picture of her getting arrested she's just got that kind of like lopsided like head full of water kind of look like i did it and she just has this look she's being <laughs> her little foot's up in the foreground like i mean hey man i'm sure climate change is important but you you gotta find someone whose eyes are like no like a normal amount of space apart i and never really you, thought you of it like coming that. on this show <laughs> <laughs> he's like thanks for coming on thanks tommy i'm fucking okay out of here. see you said uh yeah. no i <laughs> You know, I hadn't really thought about whether Greta Thunberg has fetal alcohol syndrome. I mean, that's not something like, I I mean, okay, it's not something that, because by definition, that wouldn't be her fault, right? That's right. It isn't her fault. Um, You know, I think at this point, I would consider Greta Thunberg uh, a useful idiot. Mm -hmm. Someone who is young and checks off a few of the specialty boxes. Like she's a woman, I guess she's autistic. And she dropped out of school because she cared about climate change too much. Although I'm not sure whether whether that was her decision or if that was what she was told. Now, 
she's obviously become the face of the climate change movement. And I think that they're they've already found another young, like more diverse girl who's like a few years younger and also um not white. Oh, so yeah. see you, Greta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like she 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 realized that like her time was her window was closing, like her 15 minutes of fame was was starting to wrap up. And so she's really been milking it over the last month or so. You do you think she's just gonna kind of become like a Disney starlet that just really starts to burn out like ferociously and terribly? Face tats, you know, high. Well, she'd have to move to she'd have to move to Florida for that. I think LA face tats, high profile. She needs to be caught with post Malone. And then she needs to like drink a bunch of promethazine and get T-boned in a Bentley. That's the next step. That's the dream, right? That's that's the American that's dream. That's the fucking American dream. That's the but, American dream. No, I mean no, ha- it, it is insidious, right? She is, I mean, well, she's an adult now. I mean, all jokes aside. She, I mean, she's, she's compl- been an adult for two years. She's I didn't tw- know she that. just turned 20, and people I, have been acting like she's a teenager. I thought she just but I know she's like a teenager, but like Adult teenager. People need to get over themselves. I don't follow her. So I thought she was 18. I don't know. I've been removed from Twitter. So I'm kind of in this weird like cultural state. I'm like Captain America getting frozen. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm not allowed on. I'm IP banned from Reddit and I'm banned from YouTube. So I don't even uh, I'm not allowed to participate in culture anymore. But that being said, she is she was taken advantage of. And like that is that is gross. I don't think think she dropped out of school because she's worried about climate change. I think that she was probably championed and like any kid given a spotlight and thought they were doing the right thing. And yeah, no, she's, she's washed up now and she's yeah. being thrown out. No, she is. And I, I think for Greta, I think she finally figured out that she has to plant the seed for her future because well, she, she honestly doesn't. Well, she didn't. She can, she didn't build shit though, right? She's like a trust fund kid. She doesn't have, she's not like a Carnegie or a Rockefeller who grew up like hard scrabble, like knows how to build an empire out of nothing. She was plucked out. Of, she's just a white girl with braids from like a Nordic country. That was yeah. That was the where, prerequisite. Where did they get the Where did they get the balls to basically use a the whitest? Uh, uh, like I'm talking, you know the 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 people who like champion people like Greta Thunberg would be the first ones to cancel her simply because she literally comes from the whitest part of the whitest continent on the planet. (laughs) They would simply say, Oh, she's Swedish canceled. Get her out of my face. Do you think that's what they're going to then pivot to is (laughs) like, I look at her like I look at her kind of like, uh, Kind of like a Black Hawk Down, right? And they're always like women and children. In what way? <laughs> I'll, I'll walk this. I'll walk this out. All right. As and I, I am friends with the Delta Force guy that was there. So does that give me some allowance to talk about this? I'm not sure. And maybe this could be very abusive because I've I've also interviewed Mike Durant, the Black Hawk Down pilot. That being said, okay. based on the movie, there's a lot of like hesitation to shoot because there's a bunch of like women and kids. They are very much so just holding her up 
we're gonna we're gonna yell about climate change, but we're not gonna meet you in the street for a brawl. We're gonna hide behind a child because mm-hmm. you're a good person. You're not gonna shoot through the child. I'm not saying anyone's doing that, but there is very much so just like censorship or attacking someone based on race is when you're out of all arguments, right? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to fuck it. Right. Like a real, like a Michael Jordan. It's like, fuck you. Like anywhere, anytime. Like I'll right. Call, right? Versus like, Oh, I'm not going to do my ankle hurts. My stuff. No. Yeah. By hiding Making behind, up excuses. Yeah. By hiding behind like a little, I mean, you print her face on like a faded canvas colored poster. That is a Hitler youth poster that you could just sell as a counterfeit. Like it is her blue haired or blue eyed, not yet blue haired, blonde haired, white skin. They're hiding behind that to push an agenda that they know won't be accepted otherwise. And I think they're going to double down on that. And because you're right, they chose a girl that should be canceled based on their own racist tendencies. The next one will, I would imagine, be like a like a black trans girl who was a man in a wheelchair with blue hair. That well, she the- is, that the next one is a black girl. I just don't remember. I oh, think she's from she's she's from an African country. I think either yeah. like uh, Ethiopia, Eritrea. I remember she was from a an Eastern African okay. country. So there is definitely they're definitely making the push to find the next face of the climate change movement who is like basically like untouchable um just from like the 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 victimhood you know olympic complex and doing tryouts at davos right now (laughs) (laughs) oh god loser has to get their blood sucked by all the elites well no they (laughs) they both are anyway it's just one gets it done now one gets it in a couple years when they're washed up yeah, it is kind of funny though. It's almost turning into like battle bots or Pokemon, where like I think I think Big Oil should also choose like an untouchable figure and come out in support of like clean coal or something. Be like, this oil company made a donation to my like crime ridden town and gave us all schooling, and it will become this weird Pokemon fight where both <laughs> people are using proxies. Where it's just like <laughs> trans kids with blue hair and wheelchairs arguing about the the pros and cons of uh of carbon (laughs) next thing you know like you're gonna have like sort of a reaching across the aisle in which like big oil is sponsoring like blue-haired trans kids to basically say actually oil is good for the planet that's what's coming be burning more we should be burning more petroleum that's what's coming but you know what's weird though is i think it was exxon it might have been bp they coined the term carbon footprint big oil did and it was to shift the responsibility for pollution to the user, to the consumer, not to right. the producer. So that's kind of a head fuck, is they've introduced the idea of carbon footprint, which seems counterintuitive. It's almost like a guilty complex that they have where they feel like they messed up. They they feel like they've done so much destruction. It's like the guy who invented TNT, you know, the dynamite. They feel like, oh, like they actually thought they were using it for, you know, noble purposes, like breaking up rocks in the coal mine. And the next thing you know, people are using it to like rob trains and blow up banks and stuff. Maybe. And then and then 9-11 happens and that changes everything. Wait, what? (laughs) I mean, that's not that's not a wrong statement, but I'm not sure how that applies to you. I'm saying I'm saying that like the small domino is the invention of TNT. You got to 
You got it. You got the big gotta, domino. I'm not is, letting it slide. You got to flush that out. You got to. Yeah, it. we're flushing it out. We go from you go from TNT to the nuclear bomb. Nuclear bomb leads to the Cold War. Cold War increases the the intelligence community's powers through the CIA and the FBI. And because of the massive uh, grip of power that they have, uh, the transition, or at least the the fact that there wasn't any sharing of uh, intelligence or any info between the intelligence agencies, uh, basically the, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it the official story, but at least the predominant story is that because there wasn't any sharing of intelligence between all these different agencies, they... Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda slipped through the cracks and 9 11 happened. So either they let it happen or they, you know, made it happen. I've got a so, hoodie. Yeah. I've got a hoodie. So that's, that's the, that's the, no, that's you the did it. Right I'll, 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 I'll give credit for credits to you. Okay. You, I have a hoodie of, uh, that I made of, um, uh, what's his name? Gavriel Princip shooting. Oh, really? Ferdinand. Yeah. Yeah. And because, I've also interviewed a guy that's walked on the moon. And I do look at Gavriel Princip as getting us to the moon because 50 years prior, he shot a guy that led to World right. War One, that led to World War II, that led to Nazis, and we took the Nazis and went to the moon. So I have a hoodie of who I think is the most influential member of the space race. That's Is he in an astronaut, is he in an astronaut uniform? No, I should have done that, though. There, free idea for you right there. I kind of fucked that up. First um, astronaut right there, Gabriela Prince up. Do you think though? So back to nine eleven. <laughs> to back to back to nine eleven though. I mean, if you look at Bin Laden, right, the Bin Laden group, mm -hmm. who is I think who's who's like a client of the Carlisle Group, which is Henry Kissinger's business, but we won't. No one really wants to look too deeply into that. But they came from the Mujahideen who we mm -hmm. funded in the 70s through the big new Brzezinski, Carter's national security advisor, mm -hmm. to fight the Soviets, to literally fight the Russians. Right. And they were on uh, this picture of bin Laden on the front page of the news, and it said, Freedom Fighter. Does no one see just the eerie parallels of this? we are now funding a new group to fight the Russians? Azov. In 2040, you know there's going to be another 9-11 carried out. They'll change the name, just like they rebranded from Mujahideen to al-qaeda and they'll rebrand it and it will be volodymyr Zelensky will be the person that we're going to hunt for 20 years and not only that but like we'll have the photo of him in new york in drag from like what 2000 like 1999 2000 yeah. and we'll be like how do we let this how did we let this happen <laughs> but but the thing is is we're going to be looking at it being no we called it like here's a podcast yeah. where we talk but by then, you'll have a new generation who won't give a shit. Well, for one, no one wants to listen to people who are introducing new ideas because uh, this sort of the way that this that social media works now is like you have to be the first one to have the idea or else mm -hmm. it doesn't count. So like if you like everybody's so, you know, worried about being right and um being the first one to make that hot take and as soon as everyone else says oh yeah we agree you know start to see say say like covid for example with the the lockdowns and then now the the big question about vaccines is that everyone starts to uh slowly grab you know grab onto like the 
what originally was the conspiracy theory becomes a predominant thought because like there are a few people shouting from the mountaintops like hey <laughs> this is this is sus this is weird like this is there's something going on and everybody just dismissing them outright saying that you know they're they're a bunch of kooks and conspiracy theorists now like you know covid has radicalized me enough not in like the al-qaeda way but that's the topic for another another time <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to like covid stuff like i'm more inclined to think that there is something to a lot of these different theories out there than there isn't and i think it i think the fact that they've shut down debate so much around these topics only reaffirms that there's yeah. something suspect or wrong with you know one of these vaccines or you know the way they carried out the lockdowns or the the idea the theory that the that covid leaked out of a lab that was funded by the u.s government and anthony fauci no there are a lot of things that just really set off a, a lot of red flags and make me question pretty much everything um and it's sort of disillusioning because you're like what do i trust in life but it's also kind of humbling because it reminds you what you actually have in life and for a lot of people um you know if it, it a lot of people can't escape politics because it's not like every doesn't like dominate every aspect of their life um and usually that's like the best time to focus on like the people you love and care about mm -hmm. yeah that very that very luxury we have in this country to say i'm fucking not paying attention to it is because yeah. we're in a country that is based on a place so free with all of its flaws cia writ large that you can unplug you can just play netflix jerk off and eat uber eats in any order you want in a country where that's not allowed where they will come kicking down your door i can joke about i got banned from youtube normally you don't get to talk about how you were banned from the public square you just don't right. exist anymore and your family doesn't bring it up because they're afraid of the gestapo or the kgb or the fsb or whatever you want but i mean i'm some i'm someone who's always loved conspiracy is just because i mean to me it's just critical thinking it's fun to think about and some of them are retarded some of them are real and it's, mm -hmm. most of it's a, a blend in between but i didn't even care about covid like of all the conspiracies i love i i, I genuinely didn't care i was just trying to build my podcast talking right. to anyone and everyone and i had on a doctor dr hodkinson and i got suspended from youtube this was like march 2021 and like I've had on Delta Force guys talking about shooting people in the face. Like I had on an EOD guy, an explosive ordinance disposal guy who was in the secret service and he was kind of drunk. I think he like just got divorced and he was talking about like how to build bombs and how he was surprised like BLM wasn't using them. And I was like, I don't know if you can say that on here. He's like, you just need some paint thinner. And I was just like, stop. But I had on all those things and like no one cared. And then I just had on this doctor talking about like the efficacy of vitamin D. And I got suspended and I genuinely thought there was a mistake, which is insane because actually vitamin D, regardless of any C, any like setting, vitamin D is actually very good for you. Yeah. And it's insane that like having that just in the tangential sense or whether it be direct or tangential to like your actual conversation, like, all right, who's denying that like vitamin D being good for your health is worthy of a, of a suspension. It's just, it really boggles my mind. Well, so that's kind of what perked my ears up. 
right? It'd be like if you just be like if you are in like college and like walked into your apartment and just saw your roommate. You're like, "What's up, dude?" And he's like, "I didn't break your bong." You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and he'd be like, "I've never even smoked pot." You'd be like, "Is my bong okay?" He'd be like, "I didn't break it." And you'd be like, "You'd walk upstairs and you'd find it." And you'd be like, "I didn't even suspect you, but like now I think you owe me two hundred dollars." Yeah, that's what it was. Is like I wasn't even prying. It was just an episode, and I got a suspension. I was like, oh, fuck. and then just me because I'm a hard headed asshole. I was like, well, fuck that. So I like did another one. and got suspended. I get another one. He got suspended. And then they're like, if you interview like Dr. McCullough or Dr. Malone another time, like you're going to get banned. And I was like, oh, I understand. I'll never do it again. And I interviewed yeah. him like that evening. Just fuck you. But the more you look into it, it then and then and now we're seeing it. And it, it's very strange because there's never been something that's I mean, I get the meme. What's the difference between a conspiracy and a news title like six or whatever, six months. But we've never actually seen something unfold this quickly from conspiracy to fact. I mean, really under 24 months. Yeah. And it, and it makes you start to question, you know, well, what else is there? What else have they lied to us about? Yeah. I honestly, there's not a single conspiracy theory that's out there that I haven't at least thought. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. What if this actually was real? What if like this actually happened? I think it, it it's, it's intellectually honest to at least admit that, hey, this idea sounds crazy, but what if this actually was true? And I've thought about a lot of different things. I know there are like some things that I just can't rack my brain around just because, you know, like the idea of like us living in a simulation, which by the way, we probably are, but it's obviously it difficult makes, to like rack my brain around. It also makes no tangible difference. Exactly. What, yeah, what difference does it make if we live in a simulation? We're stuck Hang, here. We don't know how to unplug. Diarrhea still sucks. <laughs> Whether it's simulated or real. Oh, uh, oh I stubbed I my foot and my girlfriend's cheating on me. Thank God I, it's only a simulation. No, the flood of dopamine and oxytocin is the same. I wonder if I could get laid outside the matrix. Nope. Probably not. It's probably zero. even worse. You probably get out of that and realize you're like, I'm even shorter and uglier. Like Jesus Christ! Like the simulation. Yeah, not even good. the not even the robots want to sleep with me. You'd be wanting to go back to bed, going, "I miss the good old days of nine eleven and Epstein and Greta." Like this might actually. <laughs> I be love better. how that is like in the sentence is nine eleven, Epstein, Greta. Greta. But it's not even fun anymore because like a year ago it would have been like that's a sentence that's never been said before. It's almost like conspiracies are becoming so mainstream now you then have to start questioning how much do I actually love conspiracies and how much of me was just a hipster douche who liked being on the fringe. Cause now they're like, yeah, the CIA took down the world trade centers and killed JFK. And so I was like, yeah, no, I, de I definitely talking about it. Yeah. I, I definitely get that vibe too. Cause like, I'm very much, very, I am very hipster when it comes to music. Like I all listen to like some of the most underground rap acts, uh, rap groups that you'll ever, that you never heard of. And as soon as someone else mentions like it. start yeah mentions it fuck off yeah it's like no you can't have them you, you can't you can't listen to them that's my that's that's that's, that's my group oh, that's yeah. my that's my music yeah it's like with all the conspiracy theories and I I actually wrote an article about this that um shout out to my boys at Roka News they actually like I'm really proud of them because they started off as just like doing like news on the website then they went to being like an instagram only news thing and now they're mm -hmm. like launching an app but i when they were doing their like 
Roka News 1.0 launch, I wrote an article about how like everybody's a conspiracy theorist. And it was specifically when when Trump got COVID in October 2020, and everybody was saying how uh, like either he was already dead or, you know, he specifically got it to prove a point. like there, there were just so many conspiracies flying off the handle. And I can't tell you how many times like I, I with the with the list of, of, of people who need their phones taken away. I can't tell you how many people I had to put on just for like the it was I had to make a special list just for people. Uh, just for the Donald Trump getting COVID episode because they were just all these takes were just so insane. Um, but Joy Reid always st stands out as like one of the biggest and obviously, frankly, weirdest conspiracy theorists because like she already has a pretty massive platform. Mm -hmm. um, she has a show on MSNBC. And for some reason, like she feels the need to always go like the extra mile in terms of being a conspiracy theorist. And like, nobody wants to call her out as basically being the a left wing Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. um, didn't, didn't Rosie O'Donnell bring up nine 11 on like the view or something like years and years ago about the, the conspiracy theories involving. She was like, I just want to know why tower seven fell at free fall speed. And they're like, Rosie, you've always been like a ball of jokes. And she's just like, I just want to want to know why Larry Silverstein said, pull it. And they were just like smiling and went to commercial breaks. It's that's not, keep... not funny. That's no, not, it's not, not funny. funny. That's incredible. I keep, I keep thinking of like the Norm Macdonald appearance in like 2000. Oh Yeah. And he was talking about how he really liked. Oh, we got sixty nine people watching the stream. Very nice. It's my. It's my night. That's very nice. Uh, he was talking about how it was very. It was so great to get the murder out of the White House with Bill Clinton leaving and and George W. Bush entering, and everyone was so confused, being like, "What are you even talking about?" He's like, "Yeah." Uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton murdered a guy and and the look on their faces was like they could not believe what they were hearing. It had like they would said, Norm, please shut up or you'll never be invited back on this show. And uh, Barbara Walters, may she rest, may she rest in peace, was there basically saying like, you know, you're supposed to be funny and the this part gets me every time he's just looking at them he's like i thought this was a matter of record <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen the barbara walters one where i forget who it is some like former child star is on there and he's like might have been like cory is that the right word is that the right name? i think it was him yeah I was, I was listening to tim dillon talk about it a couple of years ago and they pull up the clip and he's like, the vast majority of Hollywood is is run by pedophiles. I know I've been abused. Like my friends have been abused. Like he was friends with like, you know, like whatever, like in sync or he's like, we've all been abused by these terrible people. And she goes, Corey, you're ruining an entire industry. And it was just like, it's just the horns coming out. I'm just like, what? wait, is yeah. she legit said that? I need to go oh, back. Yeah, and yeah. Watch she goes, that. you're ruining an entire industry. And he's like, they're pedophiles who have like stolen our innocence. And she's like, you are ruining a ton of people's livelihoods. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what you're concerned about, Barbara. 
Really? Do you think that's what it is, though? Is like the mask is just kind of falling off more. Like there is a liberation to realize mm-hmm. realizing how fucked everything is, and it's it, it's kind of counterintuitive. Like it, at first, it might seem like a black pill, but it's actually not, because mm-hmm. when you realize that everything's fucked and every system is rotted all the way through, it's not that all of a sudden you're waking up into a dystopia. If you look at it long enough, you acknowledge that it's always been here. That every yeah, idea, yeah. you know, you miss childhood because it's the last time you felt safe. But as you grow up, you realize, oh, wait, you were never safe. Like, your house could have fucking burned down. And right. it's like, oh, there's no safety being pulled away from me. I never was safe. Yet you've got through all of it. So right. there's kind of a liberation when you realize, like, oh, COVID is not the first thing that the CDC and the FDA and Pfizer have colluded on or whatever form of com- Purdue. You go, oh, they've been pushing Oxycontin in the 90s and 2000s, thalidomide in the 60s, a birth control pill that literally made flipper babies, babies whose whose forearms just turned into like soft kind of tips with no hands. And they were pushing that. And the woman who was was questioning it was ostracized. And I think JFK gave her like a, like the Medal of Freedom or something because she was like, we don't know what the long-term studies are. And then, you know, he got his head blown off, so maybe you shouldn't have done that. But like... You realize. Hold on, hold on. What if Big Pharma was behind the JFK assassination? Nothing would surprise me anymore. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? I mean, it wasn't the mob? It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the Soviets. It was Big Pharma. pharma. <laughs> Pfizer. Just I could just see. Just... I think it was Jackie. I think she found out, or just really was embarrassed that he was cheating on her. I think she he she put her hand in her purse with a revolver and blew his head off. No one would ever suspect that. And, you know, while you'd be like, uh, you know, like, wow, that's awful. I understand. I would get it too. She was humiliated. Yeah. yeah. And then she, and then she tried to go like have an affair behind his back. And he was like calling, like she was on some yacht and he was like calling and like harassing him and using all his presidential powers. It's a total selfish fuck. So I don't know. Maybe she did dome him. And I guess in more ways than one, but like, when you realize it's just been rotted through to the... I mean, James G. Zangleton was the head of CIA counterintelligence. He had a file on Lee Harvey Oswald, the highest form of surveillance file you could have. I forget the name of it. I think it's like a 501. It's probably mm-hmm. not that anymore. They had a 501 on Lee Harvey Oswald going back to 1959. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, I know you went to the Soviet Union, so sure, you may be... But of all people in the United States, they had a file on him. Yeah. No, the, the, I actually, I think the mo- the most revealing, the biggest takeaway I have from this whole uh, recent JFK file uh, release is, and I think everybody who's at least has two brain cells and read it as well would get get the takeaway that Lee Harvey Oswald most likely was an op yeah. for the for the U.S. and specifically the CIA. Uh, and he, it was the, it's almost like he went undercover to be a, to try to defect to the Soviets, to, to, to try to pin it all on the Soviets. And for a while it worked. It's, I think it's called sheep dipping. I might be incorrect, but where it's kind of like the departed, right? You go to jail, so you're not a cop. It's yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And it doesn't make it any better. I mean, I interviewed his ex-girlfriend. Like last week or the week before, Judith Very Baker. She's seventy nine. She's a sweet old lady. 
she was like he never would have done that she's like he was he loved kennedy like yeah, that's I, I i mean like i also think about like mk ultra and and you know the 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 things that the cia um and the intelligence community is able to do to try to basically make blackmail whether Mentoring whether manipulate them whether they manipulate them through drugs or manipulate them through blackmail be able basically be able to get them to do things that they would never ever do a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean go back to uh um uh poisoner in chief by stephen Kins kinzinger it's about a sydney gottlieb who i think mm -hmm. there's a direct line of lineage to the ceo of moderna scott mm -hmm. gottlieb which is always fun to think about but yeah oh god scott yeah man. yeah yeah no there's it's probably just a coincidence there as, as Tim Dillon said, a coincidence is when you're from Brooklyn and you go on a cruise off the coast of Florida and you meet someone else at the buffet line who's also from Brooklyn. <laughs> What's not a coincidence is that the Bush family was friends with uh, John Hinckley, uh, who, you know, who was supposed to have dinner with them. His family was supposed to have dinner with Neil Bush the night he went up to Reagan and started it's, firing it's wildly. Tried to shoot him right who, in the face. If had died, George H.W. Bush would have succeeded. The former head of the CIA. Yeah, that's and you know the funny thing about you know the funny thing about uh, Bush Senior, his stint at, as the director of the CIA was pretty brief. It was like a year, and he had the whole, he had the entire agency headquarters named after him. It's called the George Bush Center for Intelligence in Langley. I know this because I used to live right by Langley for almost a decade. That's where my, that's where my wife's family was living for a long, long time. So I was literally surrounded by spies, right? And I used to run, I used to like go for runs and run past the entrance of the CIA uh, for a long time. And like during COVID and everyone was locked down, like <laughs> my escape from like being sucked into the cabin fever hellhole that was the COVID lockdowns was me literally running back and forth outside right next to the CIA. It's almost like the CIA they knew set free. they set me free. They, they, they're like, so nice to see you, Siraj. We're glad we don't have to like keep tabs on you through your computer. We could just I'm sure they spot you right that. here. I'm sure they loved a guy that didn't look like me, white pasty Irish with, with blue eyes. I'm sure they loved a dark skinned guy and a beard running by there who own who runs the Habibi bros. I'm sure. What's funny is that I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard me say this about myself, but I'm what they call uh, a WAP, you know, WAP, uh, a, a, a white ass Pakistani, a white ass Pakistani. WAP. That is me. The whitest Pakistani you'll ever meet. Ever. You should get a jersey that just says 20. 20? Yeah. You're the 20th who they never caught. <laughs> <laughs> number 20. That's my that's my favorite run, number. Run by like that. Just <laughs> or not. Or not. We're we're gonna tag on everyone. We're gonna we we began with fetal alcohol syndrome against Greta. We're we're gonna please everyone. We're also gonna yeah. attack Siraj. Um, did you know on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, there was a George Bush in Dallas mm -hmm. who wasn't George H W Bush? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, there was there was a completely there was a CIA agent named George Bush. No so, way. That yes, it's in um Russ Baker's Family of Secrets. Yeah, Devil's Chess. I always get a mess mixed up. Devil's Nixon. Nixon was also in Dallas on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Yeah, wasn't so it? was like the head of Pepsi and the head of some sugar magnet. Uh, magnet. What's um, uh, Braga, who was like. Hmm. Who gave away like Bush's daughter or some shit? Like everyone was there. Everyone was there. I mean, the night before LBJ said, I'll never have to deal with those Kennedys again. I mean, come on. Kennedy's last bill was signing silver backed currency on the plane back to DC with JFK's blown open head and a blood covered Jackie. LBJ got sworn in and then signed a bill reversing silver backed currency. These are I, you fun know, coincidences. These are, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot more believable if JFK died from a heart attack after getting the COVID jab. They, they could have killed him in so many ways. He was on so many drugs for his back. He used to get on Air Force One and like take drugs for his back and then like a glass of whiskey and go to bed and his dog would run up and down the aisles and everyone fucking hated it, but they couldn't do anything because it was the president's dog. They could have killed him in so many different ways. It was you know, they were making an example. They weren't trying. You know to- what I don't understand, and like the, I, you know, like I, I get that. Like it is obviously terrible for any like public figure or head of state to be killed. That's an interesting. But, you know, JFK, that's just, Robert, that's an, Robert that's F. Kennedy. Interesting preface to a statement. Get get ready for this. Martin Luther <laughs> King Jr. The the weird thing that I can't rack my brain around is while yes, none of these people were perfect, like if they had like lived to the end of their if they like had lived and died like of natural causes of old age, like we would look back on them and think of all of them as just terrible, terrible people. Like the fact that Martin Luther King Jr. had a statue erected of him and his wife, Coretta mm-hmm. Scott King, and he cheated on her. Yeah. Uh, he'd be canceled. Like pretty much the entire time they were married. He'd be canceled. Basically, also like encouraged her to have her own affair. Like that's some weird stuff. JFK. And the fact be- that we celebrate him as much, like as we do, like we we celebrate him more than we celebrate Malcolm X, who, by the way, uh, while he was with the Nation of Islam, while we, while I wouldn't condone like his views on like sort of focusing on dividing people by race, when he came back from Hajj late in his life before he was assassinated he publicly admitted that he was wrong because he realized that people of all different colors white brown black you name it were all together and they're all like you know unified and praising and, and worshiping god allah and so like there's no day for malcolm x sure they'll have a malcolm x boulevard but they'll put it in like a place that like no one wants to go to it's just like all the to me, like there's just a lot of odd things about how well, we revere like people in our society. Maybe it's kind of like we were saying earlier about how like it's always been fucked and it's not that you're the world's falling apart, but you realize it's always been a dystopia and you've had fun so far. True. Maybe cancel culture's always been around. It's just back then they had a pair of balls instead of saying you can't perform here anymore, they just blew your head off. It was the OG wokeness. JFK, so you're saying Robert so F. you're Kennedy. saying <laughs> yeah they so, didn't do this pussyfooting your shadow band 
they took a Carcano and gave you a lobotomy in a Cadillac. Maybe yeah, they're more woke than ever. It. Wow. And now I'm not I condoning really... any of this. Legally. No, no, no. But like, I never really thought of it like that. That's a that's a pretty like that's OG a pretty cancel culture. Good analogy there. That I can't I can't, I can't wait because it's it's the left has completely moved from like fuck big business and international uh, conglomerates to just cheering on the state and permanent war. Mm -hmm. How long until they pick up that talking point? They had to I'll... take out John F. Kennedy. He was a womanizer. They're going to whitewash political assassinations by saying they were James Jesus Angleton and Herbert Hoover were the original social justice warriors. They were listening to his <laughs> phone calls and they said he's cheating on Jackie. That's why they got rid of him. It's coming. It's only a matter of time before we have a Lee Harvey Oswald statue erected in Dallas, Texas. And he's going to have tits and blue hair. It'll be and those will be like some knockers. Like I'm talking oh, like they'll the, be that, they'll be that that teacher with the prosthetic tits. Like oh, you'll do a double take. You'll be like, I'm yeah. not I'm not for wet works, but I mean but I don't know if you could tell in the background I'm more of an ass man. And uh I'm just gonna say, like, if Har Lee Harvey Oswald isn't double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon, I'd be sorely disappointed in that. I had statue. never even noticed that that license plate ass man. Yeah, from Seinfeld. Just like a super thick Lee Harvey. <laughs> do you think that's what we're thick? Do you think that's what we're approaching? Just I kind of don't think it's an accident that like you know, I like to try to find the silver lining. And I'm like, oh, like Elon Musk bought Twitter and there's the Twitter files, and we're getting a peek under the the rug at, you know, the corruption. The more cynical part of me thinks that this is just the muddying of water. That that we're moving towards hyper normalization. Nothing's real. You can curate your own reality. I mean, truly, yeah. you can go on a Reddit or YouTube and and choose what you want to see, and that is what you will see. And because that's all that you see, it's like a hall of mirrors. And when you check your phone while you're pissing, and you only see this artist or this news, you then start to create your own reality tunnel, like an off ramp from the shared experience of reality. Will they then just start to amp it up, almost like a some sort of digital MK Ultra where there's going to be deep fakes of like Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK making out. Like, is that where we're heading? Just total detachment, like the U.S. dollar not being backed by gold. Are we just approaching a fiat reality of no shared experience and no objective reality? Uh, so what you're saying is that reality is going through its crypto awakening? No, I think I almost think this is being done intentionally to muddy the so no one knows. what. Oh, it is all is. intentional. It's all by design. I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. I th I, th I thought that they got like, I kind of comforted myself with the idea that like today's Davos was sort of the trust fund kid of, of like, you know, the 1930s deep state and like a trust fund kid, they don't have the same kind of grit. And so mm -hmm. they're just, they're doing the equivalent of like wrapping the Bentley around a telephone pole on Benzos. They're doing this really sloppily that a really sloppy stolen election, a really sloppy bio weapon, a really sloppy censorship. Now I don't think that. I think that it is demoralization. They want they want Zelensky there with a flag being signed as they give away your money, but there's no money to stop fentanyl and five million immigrants from coming over the border. I think it's yeah, just no, total demoralization. It's a touchdown. Uh, they scored. Yeah. No, it's it's been they're spiking the ball. They they do it because they can. If anybody if like people 
I think this is like very much harping on like the question of like why do people like why do men cheat on their spouses say say like they have like a you know an absolute dime of a, of a wife and they're still but they're still cheating on them it's not not for any reason other than that they can it's the really? same thing with with like the world the power the the that top elite they're doing it because they can because it doesn't affect them and if you think about it you basically making our lives worse only helps them because there's still a subset of the population a pretty large subset that's brainwashed into thinking that oh our leaders have all the answers. Let's give them more power. And so they'll continue to do that until basically no one has any rights. Is this just a stage of humanity, though? And this is another thing I try to open my mind to. Like if we ran the simulation of or any planet with habitable environment and biosphere and bipedal organisms that reap whatever, and they reached a level of sentience. You run the simulation a billion times. And let's say what when civilization start ten thousand BC in the Fertile Crescent. So we'll say that mm. we're at roughly year twelve thousand twenty three. Does it take about twelve millennia? And would you, for the most part, you'd see some deviations where like they didn't get through the Cuban. I imagine that's a bottleneck. The discovering of nuclear weapons, right? The, a mm. lot of them probably did fuck themselves. The uh, bioweapons, right? A lot of them probably didn't didn't keep their finger off that uh, proverbial button, but. For the ones that did survive, is this just a a stage of, I mean, look at any sonogram of like a child being born, like 99% of them will go through the same developmental stages at 90 days, 95, you know, at day 101, the fucking cornea, this happens and the tooth does whatever. Mm -hmm. after enough times enough numbers and enough data you can start to extrapolate and go, this is, we all pretty much know once you kind of hit like 15, 16, you're an asshole. You're just right. a, you're an angsty kid, right? It's just for the most part that's what happens. You run the human civilization or sentient sentient bipedal organism uh, simulation enough times around twelve millennia. Is this just another stage, no different than the Bronze Age or the discovery of the printing press or whatever the fuck? Do you reach this moment where there's an insanely disproportionate amount of control by a technocratic elite? And who knows? Does this always go into a black hole of dystopia? Or in a thousand years, will they look back and be like, oh, yeah, no, that was the time when a bunch of people got control, but they had no idea that X, Y, and Z was about to... As as alien as the idea of Wi-Fi is to George Washington, is there something in a hundred years that they're like, oh, yeah, Siraj and Tommy had no idea about, you know, technology Z, which liberates man. Is is this just... Is this par for the course? Hmm. Not that you have the yeah. answer. I don't know why I'm putting that on your shoulders. Yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, no. I'm glad you gave me that answer because I can give you that answer. I'm glad you gave me that responsibility because I am God. I am, <laughs> I am God. I did make Greta in my image, and I too look like this. <laughs> Imagine if God did look like Greta Thunberg. Like, I would be so fucking. We would be so screwed. We're all going to hell. That that I mean, would probably going the, to hell. Anyways. That would explain the simulation. Like, yeah, it would. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, everyone's fucking retarded and gay because the guy coding it, his parents were drunk the entire nine months. <laughs> Sorry, but you are God, so answer the question. Look, 
so if I were to say that in the future, what, 1200 years from now, we would discover like thing, there would be things that are just wildly beyond our imagination. I think if anything, I, a lot of the, a lot of the like dystopian future, like media that if anything is sort of like hits or rings a bell, I think of more like the cyber cyberpunk, like line of evolution. future. Yeah. The evolution basically like we still have, you know, um, most of society is still run the same as it always has been, but the people that run the show are basically the people with the most money. And those are going to be like, you're going to have those corporate states that run cities and states. Um, and then this idea that like anything, that like there's a, a synthesized, you know, artificial, you know, this idea of like any like future, like treatments or, 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 um, you know, health, uh, safety and wellness efforts. I think everything is just going to be synthesized. Like the, like the world economic forum happening in Davos this week, I wish people would pay more attention because it's a, it's obviously them sharing their playbook. And if people were more aware of what they wanted to actually do and how much influence they actually have and the type of people that they have there, you would realize that everything that's happening now, um, I always think of George Carlin. <laughs> they want to give you the illusion that you have a choice, but you yeah, don't. It's a big they club. own they own you. It's a big club and you ain't in it. It's kind of exactly. A, I love George Carlin's bit. He's like, all we do in this country is bomb brown people. We never bomb white people. When's the last time we bomb white people? World War II, the Germans. Why was that? Because they were white people who wanted to take over the world. Bullshit. That's our fucking job. It's the only <laughs> time we bomb white people. And it's kind of funny. What are we doing right now? We in, we're at any given time. We're bombing countries throughout like like Africa and the Middle East with drones, just vaporizing kids playing soccer. No one bats an eye. Right. The second some white guys invade another white country in February of last year, <laughs> Slava Ukraini. We got to fucking how dare they? It is just yeah. the most overt racism that everyone's like, can you believe? And it's like, dude, we killed five or 1.5 million civilians in Iraq. No, no one gives a fuck. No one. No one cares. It... <laughs> the second some white people get bombed, you have hippies saying we need a no fly zone over Kiev. <laughs> it's like, I thought you were like, don't trust anyone over 30. Like. <laughs> One of my favorites of that is that all the people that are now saying Slava Ukraine, Ukraine, they are all the same people who are like very much against the invasion of Iraq in 2003. And for the same reasons why, you know, anyone would be opposed to war. Like, why should we fight? Why, why should we send our men and women to die in uniform for a country who may not have actually done anything to us absolutely um, nothing to us and absolutely did provably nothing to us. did nothing to us provably did nothing to us why why did our government lie about that and the lack of accountability 
that has been had. Like, I still to this day think George W. Bush is the worst president of my lifetime simply on that fact alone. He's a war criminal. He's a war criminal. And I like, I like, like, I, I don't like understand why any anyone wants to like return to like that level of normal for politics and Republican in the Republican Party. I'm not, a, I, 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 I'm like kind of like, traversing all over the place when it comes to politics uh -huh. but like my staunch like no like under uh, like my red line is that i'm anti-war and the fact that we're like now like my our tax our tax dollars are going to basically fund the defense of of ukraine while i think it is uh it is a noble cause to defend your country and your sovereignty Something just seems amiss with all of this about how overtly passionate a lot of Americans, namely the the corporate establishment uh, or the 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 media and the political establishment, are in favor of making sure the Russians don't take over Ukraine. I think part of it has to do with like your theory about like <laughs> another white country trying to like run the world or, or rule the no. world, like. No Fuck way. That. That's our job. Like that. No way. Part fucker. of it is that. But also like everything that happened from like, you know, 2019 and the first Trump impeachment saga that surrounded, you know, everything about Joe Biden and his dealings and Hunter Biden's dealings with Burisma and these Chinese real, uh, realty equity firms. You know, I, a lot of it just kind of. It almost seems like they're just trying to make sure that all the bodies are properly buried and not just buried, like they're incinerated and there's no like evidence that you could ever yeah. trace that they never did anything wrong. Incinerated, but using using green power. <laughs> using solar power to you incinerate. Want Greta, those, you want those Greta bodies. pulling up a body. Then who did yeah. yeah. What is the good what is the what is the most net zero? carbon efficient way that we could just incinerate these bodies <laughs> feed it to greta imagine greta eating a body at that point yeah you kind of have to start thinking about oh well soylent green ain't such a bad idea and what do you know there's an actual product out there called soylent green do you know about eater not the nuclear fusion project but the other eater etr i think eatr it's the DARPA. it's the darpa program of a robot that runs off look up i think it might be eatr it itr is the fusion project that's different yeah energetically autonomous tactical robot it's the robot that feeds off of bio waste and so it's a robot that could ostensibly walk around a city fueling itself by eating people um, don't look too into it it was just a program by darpa the defense that advanced defense advanced research projects agency did, did nobody play Horizon Zero Dawn? What the fuck is going on here? This is, I I think they're just kicking up all the waters because, I, I mean, I've gotten to a point where like, I don't even hate Biden anymore because it's really dawning on me that the president's not in charge. Like I've always known it as an idea, like, oh, the like Bill Hicks said, you get elected, they bring you into a room and they show you a, uh, an angle of JFK getting domed from that no one's ever seen before. And they say, any questions? And you say, what's my agenda? I really <laughs> am. And that's always been like a funny joke but like i really am coming around to it more and more i'm like i don't as frank zappa said paul uh politics is the entertainment division of the military industrial complex 
Like yeah. I really am warming up to that more. And it is liberating because you're like, oh, it these guys aren't even in charge. I th- I, yeah. I think I think the I, the the coordinated attack against Trump for you know like him or dislike him whatever. To me, that really showed me like, oh, this is what happens when you fuck with the money. Yeah, and again, they're not they're much kinder than they used to be. They now they just make Stephen Colbert make shitty jokes about you in between pushing clot shots. They used to just blow your head off in a, in a Cadillac. They're very. They have gotten nicer about it, but yeah, I I mean they found other bloodless ways to take you out without you know without firing a shot, right? Yeah. So everything that they've done to Trump, they I mean if they really wanted to, they could have taken him out. But of course, like we live in a world where you know most people understand like like you just said it yourself that like these people these politicians they're not running the show yeah there really is like i I, they used to chalk it up as this more like you know uh like uh, it was more of an annoyance rather than something that was more ominous they used to call it you know government bureaucracy that was like the original that was like the previous like phase in which they called like the government that sort of built that up what they call it now being the deep state that seems obviously more ominous more nefarious and and malicious and there is like a level of there there's definitely that part of me that feels that um regardless of who you vote for they're always going to run the show and the fact that like they let the mask slip multiple times by uh, at least the corporate media. They let the mask slip by saying like, why is Trump going after the intelligence community? They they can screw you six ways to Sunday. And I'm thinking to myself, doesn't anybody else see the problem with that statement? Yeah. They say it like it's a, like, as a matter of fact, why are you fucking that it's, boss? Yeah, exactly. Like, doesn't anybody realize that like these shouldn't be running the show the way that you characterize it? But again, it's in a really fucked up way. It's kind of liberating because you realize it's not that there was a a coup in 2020 or a coup in 2000 with the hanging chads in the election or a coup in 63. You realize they've always been in charge and that doesn't make it better. Yeah. But you realize that like, oh, there's not a tsunami coming. You've spent your entire life neck deep in water. Like and it, it kind of does make it a little better. That shit's always been fucked and you've made it oh, this yeah. far. So all those good memories you have of the good old days. No, it, yeah, they used to chalk it up as government bureaucracy and red tape. And like, they're just a bunch of doofuses and like, no, they were purposely bombing the shit out of countries and doing false flags, but they just had a better PR firm. And it, it the farther you look, like we all know about, you know, five-star general and Supreme commander of the allied forces and president you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower saying on January 17th, 1961, beware of the military industrial complex, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then as, right. as if, as if to prove his conspiracy, the next guy that tried to do something about it again, just head blew up. Right. Ironically, it was, he died. Suddenly. Uh... He died suddenly. Hear me out. 30 years prior to Dwight Eisenhower. Do you know about Smedley Butler? No, I'm not familiar with him. 
I'll make it quick because I know I've. I've no, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear this. So, General Smedley Butler is the most decorated uh, uh, Marine of all time in the United States. He went from enlisted to I think he had two medals, Medal of Honor, two medals of honor, and was still alive when he had them. He retired, and uh, in 1933, there was the Bonus Army. The Bonus Army was about 500,000 soldiers who were. I don't, I, not rioting, but kind of just like occupying the DC mall mm-hmm. because they were promised bonuses from World War One. It had been what World War One ended in 1918, so this is 1933. So it had been 15 years. They had been, and so he went and, and they loved him. He was like a like a he was like an Eisenhower. He was a Patton. Mm-hmm. He was a, a, a General Mattis. They just he was a soldier, soldier. He had gone through it all. You know, never went to like West Point or some shit. He might have, but he had fought. He had fought in all these wars. Had all the scars, everything. So they loved him. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> when he was there, he went home and uh, he was approached by these two guys and he had a soft spot for veterans and these two guys who were provable veterans. And they told them that they represented some like uh, interested people who uh, didn't like that FDR was removing gold from the U.S. being backed by gold. Right. Mm hmm. And they said that, you know, we want you to maybe go out and make some speeches because you're a loved guy. And. Smedley sniffed him out right from the get-go because he was just a hardcore motherfucker. And he played dumb, like dumb like a fox, and was like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. And went on and on and on. And they finally were like, so we represent some people who, and the mask fell off. They go, we want you to go take the 500,000 soldiers who are already stationed there because they're they're rioting. We're not rioting. They don't have any money. It's right after mm-hmm. the Great Depression, right after the Dust Bowl. They're all fucking hungry. We want you to take them and go remove Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And we're going to make you the king or the secretary general of the United States. We might keep FDR on as a figurehead. We might not. The people that were behind it were the DuPonts, the Remingtons, the wealthiest families in the United States. And they call, it was called the business plot of 1933, capital B, capital P. They wanted to establish a fascist dictatorship. He went to the House on Un-American Activities and talked about it. The New York Times slandered it as fake news and misinformation. The House on Un-American Activities said there is a probable conspiracy. And then nothing happened. And because Smedley was a hardcore motherfucker, they didn't pull it off. 30 years later, they did pull it off in 1963. So the military-industrial complex goes back further. He wrote a pamphlet called War's a Racket. I won't read it all. It's a couple paragraphs. It's great. He's talking about how... As he grew up and sort of matured, he realized he wasn't spreading freedom around the world, that he was acting on behalf of, uh, you know, Dole Banana and against these countries that want to nationalize things. When uh, the Middle East wanted to nationalize oil, and we decided they needed freedom because they're savages, because they're not white. And he would do these things. And he goes, I always had an inkling that I was a henchman, that I was a muscle man for the banks and that they just wrapped themselves in the flag. And he goes, I used to have an inkling. Now I'm sure of it. Al Capone operated in three counties. I operated my racket on three continents. Fucking mic drop. That was in 1933. So the military industrial complex is 30 years older than even we know. And to go back even further, Woodrow Wilson in 1918. Some of the biggest men in the United States in the field of commerce and manufacture are afraid of somebody, are afraid of something. They know that there is a power somewhere so organized so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive, that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. 
And that's the guy that signed in the Federal Reserve on New Year's Eve, 1913. This fucking machine goes back forever. Now, that's not really a positive note. And, I <laughs> and, I, and I'm realizing now I've kind of painted myself into a hole. I don't, there's no grand scheme to that rant. So no, I think, I think if you want to like to, to the viewers who are watching right now, if you want to like, you know, get a sense of hope um, in all of this is just recognize that, you know, you could either obsess over it. There's not much you can do to change it. There's only so much you could do to change really anything, but you can make the world around you for you and your loved ones, the best it could possibly be. Absolutely. And so whether it is that you stock up on food and supplies and ammunition, you know, to protect yourself because you never know. <laughs> Look, I'll never, I'll never dunk, dunk on, I'll never dunk on doomsday peppers again because like, it's oh, one no, of those things I'm, are like I'm humble pie. Yeah. Y'all won. Once you, I'll, once, you see, once you see what's happening, you're like, yeah, I probably should have gotten on board with that a long time ago. It's looking back on the blockbuster executives who made fun of Netflix. You're like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, there's still any blockbusters open in like a lot. There's like, it has to be like one in the last. If they're open, I guarantee you it's just a money laundering operation. Um, well, it's they, oh, oh, I know. Hold on. I know where they relocated blockbuster. You notice the colors of blockbuster? Blue and gold. Is it blue and gold? What else has blue and gold? Epstein's Island. The Ukrainian flag. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blockbuster getting its revenge as Slava Ukraini. <laughs> Jesus Christ in heaven. It's all coming back to it. When Russia does the eventual cyber attack, how are you going to watch your movies, fuckers? You can't download yeah. shit. You, need... you can't download anything. This is literally a fight between this is a fight a fight of the video video platforms have you ever noticed that ellen's the background of a show with the palm trees and the colors looks exactly like a cropped in photo of epstein's temple oh you know i never really noticed that yeah it's a we're so fucked it's all it's are you saying that steve steven twitch boss did not did not kill himself i'm saying that ellen was Stephen Paddock's handler. Now, how am I tying in the Mandalay Bay shooting to Epstein? I haven't, I haven't flushed that one out in my mind. <laughs> but it's there. The connection is there somehow. Yeah, she fucking prop. She she shorted bump stocks the night before he went ham. Oh yeah, no. She and Nancy Pelosi. She got a tip from the same same advisor. Jesus oh my Christ. god! You know, you know. I mean, on a positive note, though, I mean, there really is, in all seriousness, I mean it does kind of bring it all into focus of like, really all you have is bring some ramen noodles to a homeless shelter or fucking like call your mom. Like that's, that's kind of all you've ever had. Yeah. The illusion of democracy has always been just that. Yeah. And to make it full circle as we wrap this up, what else would you do, but go get laid and get shit faced? And then when you're pregnant, still get shit-faced and give birth to Greta fetal alcohol syndrome Thumberg. Uh, She's a product of a dystopian world. 
she is a product of a dystopian world. And I think you can break the cycle by unplugging uh, from the conditioning that is what they want you to believe. Don't unplug and, from the internet because I need you to subscribe to this podcast. That doesn't. Yeah, unplug from um, just unplug from like other things, other things. Yeah, other things like don't just don't buy into the bullshit. You just, that's all you have to do is just not buy into if something if something reeks like. Like, say something. If you see something, say something, but not like to the DHS or any feds, but like say something like yeah. on on social media or something like that or to your friends and family and you know i think it's important like the probably the most uh sobering part about any of this is realizing uh of your of your circle of your loved ones who gets it and who doesn't and it's really like heartbreaking to figure out to, to try to figure out I, I wouldn't say heartbreaking but like it's almost it's demoralizing to try to like the people that you look up to or you love realize that they're brainwashed and that there's like you have to like reprogram them and get them to understand that like the things that you care about it's all an illusion it's all bullshit and i think i think the closer i had that awakening a couple of years ago because of covid and everything like that um and i at at this point it's like trying to like wake up other people to oh, all of up. this yeah. gotta wake up so yeah. And if you ever get woken up by someone, your first instinct is you're an asshole. Why did you wake me up? And I kind of, and I kind of, as Tim Dillon said, maybe the people eating Sundays and watching puppet shows at what, Jeff Dunham or Durham, maybe they're the smartest ones. Maybe they'll yeah. might look at, maybe you'll look at them and say, don't you know that fucking 9 11 was an insight? And they'll pull you aside and go, yeah, I know it all too, but I'm smart enough to know I'm not going to fight it. So I'm going to eat my McDonald's and watch Netflix. And then you're the idiot for thinking yeah. you do something. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought about it quite a bit. It's just like kind of being in the, you know, like the podcast space that like anything, like I have like any power to do anything. I know I don't have any power to do anything, but I'm just going to have fun and make jokes and, you know, shit posts along the way. Cause you know, that's what I like doing that. What the fuck else is there? What would you do if we lived in a utopia? I would still just shit post. Yeah, shit posting is the, the it's the way and the light. Do you, do you know do you know how hypocritical we are as people that if we like solved all the world's problems and had cures for cancer and clean energy and all corruption was gone, how quickly people would be like, remember the good old days when there were like mobs and like rapes and Epstein and assassination and corruption? We're so I, full of shit that that's exactly I tell what you, we, we literally as human beings would invent our own problems. It's like it's that saying I, I don't know. I can't remember this old adage, but if God didn't exist, we'd have to make him up. Yeah. Well, it's like if you go to any song on YouTube, any song, choose it. You'll mm -hmm. always find a comment with like 19,000 likes. That'll be like life was so much easier when this song came out, or it'll be like back <laughs> when or the back when they made real music. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be the Backstreet Boys. It can be Hendrix. Life was this was real music back when life yeah. was simpler. It's like but, dude, when this song that, came out, that, that, that statement is more true when it comes to the Backstreet Boys. That was real music. That was real music, and I'll die on this hill. But I mean, like there are some people would be like, you know, they'll look at like the Beatles and they'll be like, you know, they'll find like. uh you know, like hold my hand or something or Penny Lane or Hey Jude. Right. They'll, be, they'll be like, 
to be like back when like society was better. And it's like, look at the timestamp that song came out. That's when they were shooting black people with fire hoses. Yeah. It was not better. Like yeah. no part of it was better. They'd be like back when like women couldn't vote like back the old swing time music. And it's like men were like, were like encouraged to beat their wives if dinner wasn't ready. Like what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? So I kind of just think we're all so full of shit that we will always look back with rose tinted glasses, no matter what. We'll we will live in a literal utopia with yeah. a lifespan's a thousand years. I'll be like, you guys don't know what it was like. Back in my day, we had characters like Dick Cheney. They taught you something. You knew not to go to downtown Manhattan if there was a lull in the military industrial complex. It's back when people had Moxie. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> They'd release a bioweapon because they felt like it. You kids these days don't. We're going to look back on that. It's the same horse shit. If you went back to the 40s, the greatest generation, the only reason we call them the greatest generation is because there's no, there's really no video of any of them. And every photo is just a black and white thing where they're all dressed to the T's. They were all probably saying slurs and beating their wives and like smoking and drinking while pregnant. Like it, it's yeah. always been shit. And that's liberating. It is liberating. I think that's I think that's a good I think that's a good note to end on right there. Well, you may or may not regret coming on here. And um I don't care. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed that it. That was good. It's a good time. And, uh, I appreciate yeah. you having me on, Tommy. Of course, dude. I'd love to have you on again sometime. And you you might just never come on again, and that's cool too. But uh Well, never say never, Habibi. I think we can make it work. Never say never. You were good. Never say me. never. It hey, lasted hey. an hour and fourteen minutes. That's the longest I've ever lasted before. Now, now, if you'll excuse me, I got another client. Get out of here. Don't cry too hard. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Shout out, Greta. Uh, Hang in there. I'm All sure right, Davi. I'm sure that swelling will go down.